Hey, I'm Drew. Welcome to Movies and Mocha's Caffeinated Film Talks. This is where we drink coffee and discuss our favorite movies. Each week, one of my friends and I will talk about a different movie. So brew your favorite coffee, relax, and let's get started. Welcome back to Movies and Mocha's Caffeinated Film Talks. I'm here with my friend Rachel today. Hey, everyone. Uh, so, like, what do you do, Rachel? I'm currently a barista, but I did just graduate from Jurekka Nesmi University with a degree in music business. Um, I just really love music, and I love stories, and I love music that tells stories. Um, I'm not a film person, per se. I've done a little bit of acting in, like, some student short films, um, so I know a little bit about what goes on behind the scenes, but what really gets me is the stories. Um, so... That's probably what I'll be talking about. <laughs> awesome. Uh, so, yeah. So, we're here. We're going to be talking about a movie, obviously. Um, and we are also drinking coffee from a... Still from my favorite coffee shop. It's a local yeah. treasure here in Nashville. Love it. Yep. Uh, I don't know. I don't remember what their brew is today, but it tastes pretty good. That's okay. Yeah. I'm down for whatever. Yeah. Their brews are never too bad. Is it has caffeine. <laughs> Amen. Uh, so today we're going to be talking about Spider-Man Far From Home. Yes. That movie is a pretty good one. Um, yeah. <laughs> it's one of my favorites. Oh, it's so good. Uh, yeah, it came out July 2nd, 2019. Mm-hmm. I remember because my best friend was visiting town and we were supposed to go watch it with one of my other best friends, but he totally blew us off by falling asleep and not answering his phone. Well, his loss. I know, right? <laughs> totally his loss and it's been a year now and we still don't let him forget it uh (laughs) yeah because that's how we are cool uh is directed by john watts who also directed the first one Mm -hmm. spider-man homecoming uh some of the people who starred in it were tom holland jake gyllenhaal samuel l jackson zendaya john favreau Mm -hmm. basically a lot of the same cast from the first one as well yeah we love those I love those characters so much. They're great. <laughs> it's also great because like most of them are older than us, but they're playing high schoolers. But they still they're still so young. Like when you look at Tom Holland compared to Andrew Garfield, yes, um, he's he looks so he looks so much more like a sixteen year old than Andrew Garfield ever did. But he's also um, he's like twenty three. He's so young. Yeah, he's like how old are you? I'm 23. <laughs> You're 20. Okay, I didn't know if we were the same age or not. I was going to say, because, yeah, he was only, like, a year or two older than me. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I love it. I love how they haven't tried to make him more mature than he needs to be. Like, he right. he acts 16. He makes dumb decisions like a 16-year-old yes. would. He has a crush just like any 16-year-old yes. would. Um, I really appreciate that about those those movies. And they really, like... Made it so relatable to a younger audience. Mm-hmm. Um, well, a lot of that so came fun. from John Watts because, and I'll talk about this when I, you know, go through Spider-Man Homecoming, but he went through and focused a lot back on those 80s coming-of-age movies, all the oh. John Hughes movies. Uh-huh. Um, it's a little Easter egg for Spider-Man Homecoming, but if you remember in Spider-Man Homecoming, you keep seeing the mascot running through. That's true. Yeah. It's, it's like a little Easter egg, too. Oh. I think Ferris Bueller's Day Off. I think so, Yeah. Yeah. And so, like, I remember he had the main, like, the high school cast, uh, not really high school, but that group of cast, Mm -hmm. like, they would spend hours, like, John Watts was like, you need to watch all these movies, and gave him, like, a list of John Hughes movies to watch. Oh, that's dope. Um, and I think that carried over into this one, too. Yeah, for sure. Even though this is definitely where he's... You can tell the difference. He's much more mature in this one. Yeah, right? well, he's been through so much. I like, know. they blipped out, and then he watched Tony Stark die. And in um, his mind, it was all in one day. I know. He woke up that morning going to MoMA, and yeah. he, then Tony died. He ended up in this battlefield um, yeah. where everyone's fighting to the death. <laughs> Literally. Can't imagine. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, I love it, this movie, how they've... They continue that storyline of just the grieving process, but he's seeing Tony everywhere, so he doesn't really get a break. Yeah. Tony, Um, well, yeah, it's kind of like, I see it as like, Tony's always had his back, all the way from Iron Man 2, because they confirmed that, 
like they confirmed a fan theory that Peter Parker was the little kid in Iron Man 2 in, in the battle. Oh my gosh. I know. And so, right? <laughs> so, like, even from when he was, like, eight or whatever, yeah. you know, Tony's had his back. Yeah. And so, cool. um, it was, like, a, that was, like, a big motif of this movie was even when he's gone, Tony still has his back. Yeah. And he, like, bestows Edith upon yeah. uh, Peter. Yes. Which is so, it's so important. Mm-hmm. Um, and Peter just doesn't think he's ready or, like... He doesn't believe in himself. Like, Fury kind of shows so much doubt in him that Peter starts to doubt himself or like is like progressed yes. in his doubt of himself. I hated Fury. I know. In I, this movie. Okay. So I felt like through this movie I was like there is something off with There's Fury something off and about Maria Hill. Yeah. I'm like there's something I don't know what it is. And then we waited until the very end credits and I was like it wasn't actually them. Which I'm makes like, so God, it wasn't. Yeah. It makes so much sense and it's and it's brilliant writing because I know oh, yeah. so many people were like this movie is written so horribly and then they get to the end and they're like actually this is brilliant yeah it, it was so bad because it was meant to be yeah so um, crazy and uh, I really liked I really thought the villain was interesting yes uh, Jake Gyllenhaal is Mysterio um when I knew from the beginning that Mysterio was a bad guy um because uh my boyfriend ruined it for me um, he was like, what if it was like, see, it, it was I got in the comics or whatever. And I was like, well, I haven't read the comics. I have the beauty of I've never read the comics. Yeah. And so I go in with complete obliviousness, mm-hmm. um, which is why like in Captain Marvel too, like I was so shocked by the twist, like halfway through the movie, but yeah. we'll get to that at a different time. Um, but like, I kind of knew that he was going to be the, like I heard like in articles he that was- they were. Yeah. It was like, I heard whispers that he was going to be the bad guy, mm-hmm. um, but I think Marvel played it really well because yeah. they always, they only showed it as like him being the fun uncle. And I even read an article yeah. or something that like one of the like producers or whatever was talking and it was like because they portrayed Tony as kind of like the Ben Parker slash father figure to Peter, mm-hmm. they were trying to make Quentin Beck and Jake Gyllenhaal like the fun uncle giving advice after the fact. Yeah. Um. Yeah, Which was great on them because it lured all of us into a false sense of security. Mm-hmm. And then it goes and just yeah, absolutely twists. But I feel like it wasn't... It, I don't. I didn't feel blindsided, even if I hadn't known. Because I, he just laid it on so mm-hmm. thick through the whole... Like, that first part of the movie. Um, just saying, like... I don't know. It was something about the way Jake Gyllenhaal just portrayed it. Um, Which I think was brilliant. Yeah. It was, it was so good. And I didn't, I didn't see, like, the whole, um, drones and this whole team behind The team is what was the twist. I think that was, I think a lot of people expected Jake Gyllenhaal to be the bad guy. Mm -hmm. I don't think anyone was expecting the twist of the huge team. Yeah, he wasn't an actual superhero. It was all a facade. But let's talk about this. Okay. Because, I'm gonna be saying that a lot, because there's a lot of things on here that I'm like... There's a lot of little things, yeah. but this is one of the movies added to the long list of let's hurt other people because Tony Stark hurt us. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's it's the classic, I'm a villain because Tony Stark did something to make me yeah. mad. Like, first off, plot. oh my gosh, I, I saw a meme once that it was like, my villain origin story is that every other villain origin story is Tony Stark. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, that's so true, because literally really most of the Marvel ca- villains somehow you can go back to Tony Stark. Mm-hmm. Like, something that he did. Some of them, it's not even stuff he did. Like, on this team, the the scientist William, mm-hmm. Tony had nothing to do with that. That was all yeah. Obis, Obadiah. Mm-hmm. Like, that was all Obadiah Stane. Like, Obadiah Stane yelled at him, oh, Tony, it's Tony's fault. Yeah. Like, they were all, like, fired Stark Industries employees. Mm-hmm. Like, I highly doubt Tony went and fired all of them. Yeah, no. Himself. He probably didn't even know Mm-mm. most of them were fired. No. And even Quentin Beck stating that he, you know, came up with the idea for BARF. Like, if he's on a research team as an employee, like, yeah, his research belongs to the company. Yeah. It's, it's like work for hire. Right. Like, you can't get mad. Yeah. Um, but he did. He did he get mad. Very angry. I... 
I don't think he's up, he's, he's not all up there in the head. Oh, no. No. Absolutely not. Not at all. And so, yeah, very disillusioned person. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, it was so interesting to me how everything, like, worked together. Like, you had the costume lady, and you had the lady who was in charge of the pulsing, and the earth to make sure buildings collapsed and stuff, and you had the guy operating the drones, and it all just fit into this huge, elaborate scheme, which is... Just feels so far fetched, but it's also like what he said. What his character's line was in the movie was, um, "People just need something to believe." Mm-hmm. Um, so let's just give them something to believe. And so I'm like, I, I believe this, you know. Um, but yeah, it wasn't it wasn't too far fetched for me. <laughs> no, it was just like it was just something I wasn't expecting. Yeah, it was pretty good. It was. It was good. I loved all the little side characters, like, um, the teachers. Um, so I have a whole thing. I have a whole <laughs> list. It's called Mr. Harrington Wins Teacher of the Year Award. <laughs> he tries so hard. Oh, he does He tries very, so very hard. Best. Like, so, they're on the plane, mm-hmm. and, and Ned says that Peter has a perfume, perfume allergy, and he jumps up, he's like, and, and what caught me was, he's like, you, he's dead serious, he's like, your safety is my concern. Yeah. I'm like, oh, that's such a good teacher. Uh, And then when they fly, when they get into Italy Mm -hmm. and Peter gets stopped by security, which is a whole nother thing. The security lady is the true hero of the movie. (laughs) She just looks at him and ignores the suit completely. Mm -hmm. Ignores like one of the biggest superheroes of the world right now. (laughs) Um, And uh, yeah, so when he's stopped, like Mr. Harrington's like the one where it's like, where's Peter? Yeah. Like, oh, there oh, he is. Up he's waiting everyone. for him. He, uh, after, like, the water fight with the water monster, he's going through and knocking on everyone's doors, making sure they're okay. You like, do you need any... He's like, I'm not qualified, but, like, do you guys need any help? Yeah. Uh, and then when they're at the hotel in Prague mm-hmm. and Peter shows up afterwards, like, and Mr. Harrington hugs him, he's like, oh, thank God you're okay. Yeah. Uh, and then he's trying to keep all the students calm when they're in London on the bus. Yeah. Like, he wins Teacher of the Year Award because he's trying so, so hard. He wants everyone to just have the best trip. He does. He's trying so hard to keep everyone happy and, you know, accept all of these twists and turns that are happening yeah, to their he's trip. Yeah, so yeah. He's just like, oh, sweet, we got upgraded. Yeah, try Don't to keep... question it at all, whatsoever. <laughs> yes. Aww. So, yes, Mr. H- in my opinion, Mr. Harrington wins Teacher of the Year. Yeah. What was the other teacher's name? I totally forgot. Mr. Bell? Mr. Bell. He was so... The fun part is their first names is Darius and Julius. What? <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> They yell at each other when they're on the London bus. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. And I That's think funny. it's... I don't remember who is who, mm-hmm. but one of them is Darius and one of them is Julius. I'm like, those are the weirdest first names ever. Yeah. It's so similar. <laughs> yes. Yeah. But one of my favorite lines from the movie is when he's like, Mr. Bell? Is that what he said? Mm-hmm. He's like, as a man of science, I have to say this is witches. Witchcraft. Witchcraft. Yeah. Witchery! And then everything just, like, he's like, that's the witches again! And I stuff know. like that. It's so crazy. I loved it. And then again, Mr. Heron just tries to take it in stride. I know. Yeah, so what this movie has a lot of really good one-liners. Uh, my favorite is probably when Peter says to Fury, I'm just your friendly neighborhood spider. And Fury's like, bitch, please, you've been to space. <laughs> yes. And, uh, yeah. It's like the best one. And then when... My, probably my absolute favorite line is when Peter tells um, MJ, he's like, oh, you look, you look so pretty. And she's like, and therefore I value. Yes. And I was like, oh, She's the best. Heck yes. She is the best. She's so cool. Freaking Brad. I wanted to punch him in the face. I know. So annoying. Mm-hmm. I thought the shot where Peter was leaving the opera... And then Brad flips him off as the, like, yep. curtain's rising. I it was, was like, perfect. that's funny. But then, you know what, is later on after that, when they're all back at the hotel and Peter and MJ, like, sneak out. Yeah. You can see, as they're walking out of the lobby, you can see Brad sitting in the chairs, like, his head <laughs> in his hands. And as they walk past, Peter, like, glances at him and smirks as they walk away. <laughs> I was like, get it! <laughs> Heck yeah. Oh. He's like, he knows who won. Yeah. Oh, yeah. For sure. 
I also made a list of in I made a lot of lists for this. Nice. Just because there's a lot going on. Oh yeah, there's so many. When they're flying like when when they're in their plane and they're flying to Italy, mm-hmm. uh, and Peter's sitting next to Mr. Harrington, and yeah. you see him like scrolling through the movies. Yeah, I paused it uh, and I wrote like, down Wakanda all the titles. Whatever it's called. It's so like the a movies bunch of documentaries about Hydra. And yes. Wakanda. So the movies are The Snap. Uh-huh. Oh. Which, let's talk about why they called it the Blip, not the Snap. Oh. Why? Why would they call it the Blip? <laughs> why? That like takes any credit away from it that's true so yeah this the blip sounds so minor it sounds like such right. a just a little it's just it's just a little blip that happened it's a little blip. really it's like this very traumatic thing for everyone else who was on earth because 50 percent of the universe yeah went away for five years anyway so it's called the snap uh the next one is finding wakanda mm-hmm then it's hunting Hydra, tracking down the world's most notorious criminals. Oh my gosh. Then there's one, it's Nova, the Einstein-Rosen Bridge with Dr. Eric Selvig. Oh my gosh. That's and then cool. the Heart of Iron, the Tony Stark story. Yeah. And we saw that one, like, up close. Yes, because that's the one he, he like, picked on. But, yeah. um, like, those are, like, real, mm-hmm. like, those are, like, docu- yeah, like, documentaries yeah. in this universe. I'm like, those would be the, just imagine, like, what movies... Yeah. Are in this universe. Mm-hmm. Obviously, Star Wars is. Yeah. Because <laughs> um, the, there's that one line about uh, Peter not understanding a reference because it's not from Star Wars. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Well, and he makes a Star Wars reference literally in every single movie he's in. Mm-hmm. Uh, he made an alien reference, so alien movies are in it. Mm. Same with Dirty Dancing. Oh. Um, yeah. I don't know what else is. Yeah. If you look... If you watch Captain America, The Winter Soldier, mm-hmm. at the beginning, um, when Sam gives Captain a recommend, like an album recommendation to listen to, he opens and writes it in a list. If you pause it, you can see all these oh, different yeah, recommendations and stuff. I heard it changed depending on what country it was in. Really? So they would like change the list. Um, that's cool. To stuff that's more popular there. Yeah, I thought that was so. But cool. like, you can pause it and like, yeah. and like half of them are movies. And I yeah. think I think I saw like Hot Tub Time Machine is in it. Oh really? Yes. That's so funny. Which is funny, um, mm-hmm. especially because they reference it later mm-hmm. in Endgame. Gotcha. Um, I remember. Yeah. Yeah. So. So funny. I just thought it was interesting, like, looking at, like, the types of movies that are, like, in the universe mm-hmm. that they're in. Um, hmm. I'm looking through. Mm-hmm. Also, the tribute that was at the beginning. With the comic sans and the Getty images. I know. So funny. But also, it is, like, literally the best tribute that those three were given, or that all of them were given, like, out of anywhere. Outside of the movies. That was in the movie. That was the best tribute, and it was done by high schoolers. It was glorious. It was great. And they gave credit to, like, each superhero. So Mm -hmm. there was, like, Vision and... Scarlet Witch, not Scarlet Witch, Black no, Widow. Yeah. Scarlet Witch is fine. I wrote everything, like, in order of the movie, because I just wrote down stuff that stuck mm-hmm. out. So we're kind of back to the beginning, when uh, Peter and Ned are sitting in their classroom, and he's going mm-hmm. over his, like, six-step plan. Yeah. It's so adorable. It's so cute. But then my favorite line ever is Ned looking at Peter and saying... I don't know much, but I do know that Europeans love, love Americans. Americans. And Tom's face. Like, yeah. I, I don't know if because that was scripted was or not. European. I know. I don't know if that was scripted or not. But I really hope it wasn't. Yeah. And that was his, like, actual reaction to, to like, that statement. Because it's, like, his reaction is like, mm, I, I don't think that's right. Yeah. I, I don't think about that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that'd be so funny. It was... Okay, so I caught this. So, they're in Italy, it's mm-hmm. before the water attacks, um, right before Peter goes to buy the black flower. Yeah, you black can see. Yeah, you can see Quentin Beck. Oh, yeah, I think I read something about you, that. I read it, and then I was like, I was watching it this morning, yeah. and I was like, I have to see if this is true. And uh. sure enough, like, he even <gasps> turns and looks, and you get a full, like, 
two-thirds wow. view of his face. Wow. I and love that. Yes. I love that they were able to plan. Well, what's that. awesome is because it's like, it's almost like mocking the whole sunglasses and hat. Yeah. That happens can't. in every other movie. Uh-huh. And it's like, that would never work. Yeah. And then and it then did. It did. Because they didn't tell us. Mm-hmm. And then someone noticed it. Yeah. Also, did we we didn't see his face, though, up until that no. point. So technically there was nothing to recognize, I guess. True. But watching, like, watching back, I guess. I'll, be... I'll pull it up for you. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I was like, no, this... That's so clever. Yeah. Yeah. Because I think even Jake Gyllenhaal himself um, pointed it out at one point. Like, after the oh, fact, uh-huh. he's like, you guys say that, you know, the hat and sunglasses never work. never work. But it did. Yeah. That's so funny. Oh, my gosh. What did you think of Ned's girlfriend? Betty? Yeah. Um, I thought it was funny. Yeah. That it's like... So not... Okay, here we go. Cool. Watch behind Peter. Oh my gosh. He's even in a Hawaiian shirt. Uh-huh. <gasps> right? Oh my gosh. It's sneaky. right there. That's so sneaky. Uh, for anyone wondering, it's like 18 minutes and... 18 minutes and 15 seconds. 15 seconds. Into the movie, you can see him wearing a hat and Hawaiian shirt, like yeah. a total dad. Yeah. Uh, that's probably why I got dismissed. It's like, oh, that's a dad shirt. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. That's so funny. Man. Yes. Uh, he is, he's, like, in the corner of the frame, though. Not in, like, yes, but no. He's, like, off to the side. Yeah. He's, it's, he's not the focal... I'm trying to make myself feel better for not noticing. Well, he's not the focal point of the scene, yeah. so... You're supposed to be looking at Peter. Yes. It's a misdirection shot. Yeah. Um, Peter Tingle let me down there. <laughs> uh, okay, so next, at, like, after that was the water fight. Also, fun fact, the guy, the when he goes and buys the flower necklace... Um, it doesn't take much to translate it, but the seller says Fidior, Fidior, Fiore Nero, mm-hmm. which is Italian for black flower. Yeah. Not actually black dahlia, but just a black yeah. flower. That was that popped up on my subtitles. Did it really? Yeah. Oh. I didn't have subtitles on. I was just watching it. Um, oh, I'm so deaf. I have to have subtitles <laughs> all the time. I need them for real life. <laughs> No, okay. yeah. Anyone saying? I started taking Italian lessons though, like oh, on dope. like Duolingo uh-huh. and stuff, and so that's why I was like, oh, I know that. <laughs> that's my, nice. My self education is working. Mm-hmm. Uh, self education. Yeah. It's kind of like my entire elementary to high school career because <laughs> I was homeschooled. <laughs> um. So yeah. So after he buys the flower. Is like when the water elemental comes, and I just want to know, a why does he think sticky spiderwebs would work on water, <laughs> and b why would he think his identity would be safe by just wearing a carnival mask With and nothing else, clothes and his, his backpack and, and everything else, yeah. and he didn't try to disguise his voice. Yeah, I'm anything. strong and, and sticky, <laughs> like yeah, where. Like, I know in the moment, but, yeah. like, still. In the moment of y'all. crisis, you just react, I guess. Well, even in Infinity War, he jumped out of his school bus with just his mask on, with all of his clothes still on. That's true. How do his classmates not know yet? <laughs> but I have a theory that mm. Flash yeah. knew the entire movie. Really? Mm-hmm. The theory? What's your theory? What's my theory based on? Yeah. Just, he's not really, like... Aside from on the plane, mm-hmm. he doesn't make fun of Peter anymore. He called him dickwad. Well, that, I thought that was rude. But he winked right afterwards. That's true. He winked right afterwards. And that's what kind of got me started. Mm-hmm. Was like, okay, that one almost seemed like it was for show. Yeah. The rest of the time, he's he's just kind of like, he's not like truly making fun of him like he was in the first movie. Mm-hmm. Um, it was more of like trying to but not trying to be mean kind of thing. Okay. And then, like, at the end, when he's, like, following 
And I'm like, at that point, he has to know. Yeah, he's got to know some He's stuff, He's got to know. so immersed in his yeah. uh, online profile that he doesn't notice the real world around him. I, I think he knows. And I think by the point of Happy revealing that he was in love with May... Yeah. I'm in love with Spider-Man's aunt. Like, at at that point, it's Probably like... I'm sure things. Yes. At that point, it's like, he has to know. Yeah. So I just, I just feel like... I just think that he knew, or at least had an idea, kind of like MJ did, where, like, MJ okay. thought so, but she yeah. wasn't 100% certain. Yeah. I don't, I don't have as much faith in him, but I can, I see where you're coming yeah. from. Yeah. Gotcha. That's just, it was a little one, but, mm-hmm. but yeah, so, like, the mask, wearing his clothes. Yeah. On the bus. Look at the baby ghost. Like, how, that would not distract and me. And then he jumps And then out. he just jumps out. And then out. his hair was all yeah. loud. I'm like, oh how, how, there's no... How does he still keep this a secret? Yeah. How does he keep still keep this a secret? He's so bad at it. Horrible at it. Horrible, horrible. Um. Yeah, that's like four of my notes. It's just like, why, how does he think he's hiding this? <laughs> well, also, like, other 16-year-olds, I feel like they just wouldn't notice. Um, they're not as... Maybe I just don't have as much faith in 16-year-olds as I should. <laughs> but I'm trying to remember, like, when I was 16, like... Mm-hmm. Would you notice weird things about a classmate you don't really talk to? Or, like, you're not really friends with? Well, I'm just... I'm trying to think of, like, on the bus situation. Mm-hmm. We're on a small, compact bus. Someone was just yelling at Peter. Yeah. He yells something to get everyone's attention. I'll probably, like, glance, but I'll, like, look back mm-hmm. quicker than what everyone else was, like... Going to the windows. Yeah. Like, it's just... And that's just me personally. Like, obviously, it's a movie. But, like... Uh, Baby Ghost wouldn't keep my attention that much. Yeah. Because it was an obvious distraction. Mm-hmm. Like, it was an obvious deflection. It makes sense. Also, that one girl pointed out that he just punched Flash. Yeah. Um, but he didn't even punch him. It was literally just a flick of his wrist. Yeah. <laughs> which I loved because in that moment, and when he's... Later on, when he's in the van with, quote-unquote, Fury. Yeah. Um, and he's trying to get his seatbelt, and he actually, like, he rips, rips the whole off. thing off. I'm like, he's so worked up, he can't, like, it just, yeah. it was the little things of, like, reminding me that he still has, like, actual superpowers. Yeah. And, like, issues that come with them. Because mm-hmm. they never really show him struggling with his superpowers. Yeah. Um, he seems to, like, uh, just kind of pick it up. Yes. Pretty quickly. Yeah, like, um, he has it under control. But we didn't see him get his powers. That's true. So yeah. there's a whole timeline of, from he, when he got him. So when we met him... Yeah, with uh, with Tony. Yeah, with Civil War, that he was learning all of it. But, like, I just thought it was a nice little... A little nod at the fact that mm-hmm. he does have him and sometimes he loses control. Yeah. Totally makes sense. Yeah, I have it marked down at an hour and six minutes. You can see Peter smirk at Brad as mm-hmm. they walk past. Oh. Which, when I, yeah. did, like, when I discovered that, oh, it, I love it so much. Yeah. I think it's the best thing ever. Freaking Brad. Brad. I think they picked that name on purpose because it's oh, one yeah. of those it's one of those names. It's that classic it's, like it's like Karen. Douchebag yeah, name. Brad. Sorry, anyone who's named Brad who's listening to this, I'm sure you're not a douchebag. I know some who are. But I also know some who aren't. Yeah. So we get a lot of like Chads and Brads at our coffee shop. They're mm-hmm. usually really nice. Yeah. So I guess it depends. But sorry. we're getting off. Uh also, sorry, Brad's out there who are nice <laughs> yes just a to the brats that aren't you need to step up your game yeah. um <laughs> the illusion sequence mm. like is probably one of my favorite moments mm-hmm. of the whole movie it's crazy which one are you talking about when the first big one where they're so it starts so it starts when they're in germany mm-hmm. and uh it's right after Peter discovered, oh, crap, I gave these glasses to the bad guy. Yeah. Um, oh. And he's going to meet Fury. The, yeah, yeah, yeah. And the whole thing's an illusion. Yeah, yeah. That was insane. I was getting, I was so getting so dizzy just yeah. watching it. It was so awesome. Also, how traumatizing. For I know, right? have to endure all that. And then he got hit by a train. I know. Well, so the whole, in- the whole, the whole scene, uh... Where did I put my notes at? Um, so yeah, so the illusion sequence when Beck starts attacking Peter, 
It says it features 150 visual effects shots. Holy cow. Like, it was basically all... Obviously, it was all CGI. Yeah. But it was like... Um, John Watts likened it to a Broadway production with an unlimited budget. Ooh. Glorious. Yes. Magnificent. I love it. Yes. And then knowing that and then going back and watching it, you're like, oh, yeah. this is definitely... Yeah. 100%. It was a lot. It was so much. It... Parts of it reminded me of, like, the James Bond intro. Yeah. Intros, the way that everything just kind of melded together. Yeah. But with more trauma. Mm -hmm. And not a kind of cool song. Oh, no. (laughs) It was rough. It was was so bad. Yeah, all of it. Just the poor kid. Yeah, and then he gets hit by a bullet train. Yeah. Anyone else in it would have died. Yeah. Which, I mean, Beck didn't care about. He was trying to kill him. Yeah. But... Just goes to show how completely insane this dude was. Oh, yeah. Not above killing kids. Not hesitating at yeah. all. In such a different way from how Ultron was okay with killing people. Mm-hmm. Ultron. That's not... Thanos. Thanos. Well, Ultron was also okay with killing people. Yeah. They all had different motives. Um, but, but with um, Mysterio, he was just like, I want to be This kid's hero. in my way. This yeah. kid's in my way, so I'm going to kill him. Yeah. What a loser. Freaking heck. I know. Come on, Jake. Get out of here. <laughs> uh, yeah. But then it... Also, when he crawls into the train, mm-hmm. I just want to point out, like, I love the lighting sequence mm. of just the way that the lights strobe in a motion yeah, to, um, to make it look like it's moving at a fast pace. Mm-hmm. The second I saw it, I was like, that's pretty yes. good. I want to know what... Yeah. This is the geek in me coming out, is I wanted to know what lights they were using, mm-hmm. and, like... The speed, like, I just wanted to know all the programming side of those lights, because mm-hmm. that's one of my favorite features, is when things do that strobe motion uh-huh. to indicate something moving at a certain speed. Yeah. So, I've played escape games before, where one of them, one of the, like, one of the ways that we had to move from the room was we had to get in an elevator, mm-hmm. and the elevator itself didn't move, but, um... They had lights in all the corners mm. that strobed up oh. as if it was we were going down really fast. Ooh. Did it create the feeling like in your stomach when you're on an elevator? No, but Did it your brain quite enough. Huh? We were really worried because um, so I went with my coworkers, uh. and this is when I was working at an escape room, uh. and we have live actors in our rooms, oh, and so uh, we were worried. Cause like we were hearing like there were there was noises and the uh-huh. lights and we're like one of these doors because there were doors on each side uh-huh. we were all like one of these doors is gonna open and someone's gonna come out and we are going to freak out like no even though they're like there's no actors but because yeah. we had actors we're like yeah you have that initial like we didn't trust that yeah it was uh-huh. like there is someone is going to come and so we kept like jumping every time we heard a noise oh, as yeah. these lights are running and it's like oh my gosh this elevator's moving. it was mm-hmm. a very Great experience. Yeah. But it was it was an experience. So yes. But we digress. Yeah. Um the bullet train. Yeah. So I, I just geeked out on the lights for that because it was like, this is cool. Yeah. Super dope. Um and that kind of segues into being in the Netherlands. I've never seen such nice prisoners. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah. I I don't know much about the people in the Netherlands, but I have to assume after this that everyone is really nice. Right. I guess. Right. And there are lots of tulips. I knew that. That's all CGI'd. What? That field is entirely CGI'd. Man. All the flowers. I don't know what's real anymore. What's the <laughs> What's the illusion? What's real? Um, no, all those flowers are... Uh, and the plane, too. I mean, I kind of guessed that The one. plane's definitely... <laughs> But all of that was CGI'd. Yeah. And green screen mm-hmm. steps down into it. Yeah. Um, I thought that scene in the in the hovercraft was so powerful. Oh my gosh. Uh, Let's get to I that. Let's get to that. But I wanted to finish talking about how nice these people are. Okay. <laughs> so these prisoners put a jersey on them because they're like, you looked cold. Yeah. They talk about the guard. Mm-hmm. And are celebrating the fact that his wife's about to have a baby. Yeah. And they're genuinely happy for this guard. Yeah. They He breaks the door open 
and leaves. Leave. And they just look and they shut the door up. to stay like, in the cell. We don't know what to do. Yeah. So we're just going to stick with what we know. I'm like, these are the nicest prisoners ever. Yeah. And then the guy just randomly gives him his cell phone. Yeah. He just lets him borrow it. He pronounces the town's name for yeah. him. That's so funny. Yep. And I thought it was great, like, because Peter grew up in New York. He's like, you're so nice. Yeah, I want to see Peter in the deep south. <laughs> see how what a little southern hospitality does for him. Well, there's two types of southern hospitality. Genuine. Not, we, we, yeah, and the cover. passive aggressive. We're talking genuine. Genuine southern genuine. hospitality, yeah. Yeah. Send him to the belonging. Aw, yeah. <laughs> Get some love. Um... Yes, and so then Happy shows up, mm-hmm. and I think that's such a cool relationship development from, like, Civil War, when yeah. Happy, like, couldn't even stand being in the same room with him, uh-huh. to now it's like, he's, also, I read somewhere, like, when you see Peter calling and using, dialing his cell phone, he starts yeah. to dial and he stops, mm-hmm. and then goes and redials. Yeah. I read somewhere that it was, like, he was actually calling Tony's number, and then remembered <gasps> That Tony couldn't pick up, so he died which, happy. Which only fuels that that scene with Happy, um, mm-hmm. where they're both just, like, sharing in this grief mm-hmm. um, for Tony. Um, mm-hmm. It's such a... It's... It the the plain scene? With the, with the whole theme of, um, with great power comes great responsibility. Um, they never... I don't remember them ever, like, saying that phrase in Homecoming or Far From Home. He only says it in the gag reel. Oh my god. Of homecoming. Yeah, that's so funny. But um, it's so heavily implied. Um, and I think they did just a beautiful job with showing how how Peter learns to step into this responsibility, um, mm-hmm. knowing that. And I think it goes along with like his Peter tingle or whatever you want to call it, his spidey senses. Spidey sense. They only truly develop when he learns that um, the only way he can truly... Um, step into this role that Tony has for him is by accepting mm-hmm. who he is and like who how his powers work and um, how he does things um, yeah so I thought that was just so cool I love Especially the plane scene the plane scene is so is one it's by far probably my favorite interaction in the whole movie mm-hmm. is him sitting on the plane did you know it was Tom's idea really to manipulate the holograms like that Oh, he wanted cool. to like honor, really, yeah. yeah. He wanted to like honor Robert yeah. and Iron Man, and so he went back and watched Iron Man, the first Iron Man, mm-hmm. so he could copy yeah. how it was, how he was doing it in the Iron in, for, in the first Iron Man, making his suit. Yeah, so he could copy yeah. it with those holograms, mm-hmm. and I thought it was such a cool little. Yeah. Just yeah. a nod at that. And yeah. then Happy noticed it. Oh, yeah. And then turned on AC. And I saw, I saw another post that, like, it was a picture of Happy, and mm-hmm. it was like, this is both Happy Hogan realizing Peter stepping up to take the mantle of, like, the next Iron Man, but it's also John Favreau looking at Tom Holland to step up and take the mantle of the next big Marvel superhero. Aww. Because he was there at the beginning for both. Yeah. John Favreau's what started Iron Man. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, and Happy Hogan was there. Like, he's been yeah. with Tony through it all. And I thought it was such a cool thing to think about that it really was in both moments, in character and out of character, this, like, passing of the torch. Yeah. It's so, so great. Yeah. Aww. I thought that was really cool. Yeah. And then he turned on ACDC. And he the was child. Like, oh, I love Led Zeppelin. So, so disgraceful. <laughs> then, um... Yeah, I, so one argument I have is whole Flash knowing that Peter was Spider-Man the whole time. I have another argument that this is the Spider-Man version of Iron Man 3. Uh, Even the first time I watched it, I saw so many parallels between the two movies. Interesting. I haven't seen Spider-Man, Spider-Man, I haven't seen Iron Man 3 in a while, so I Mm didn't notice that. No. (laughs) It's my favorite. Okay. It's, it's my favorite Marvel movie out of all of them is yeah. Iron Man 3. And so, like, obviously I've watched it enough times that I sat and watched this movie and I'm like, I'm catching all these parallels. Mm-hmm. Uh, That's cool. One of the biggest ones is Peter experienced a panic attack at the beginning. Mm-hmm. And that's, like, one of the main themes of Iron Man 3 yeah. is dealing with the trauma. PTSD, yeah. Mm-hmm. The trauma from the from the alien evasion. Yeah. Just basically what Peter was dealing with. Mm-hmm. Um, 
the villain misdirects the identity of who the real villain is mm-hmm. through the use of media and, you know, persuading, like, how they want things to be seen. Yeah. Which was a big topic, obviously, in Iron Man 3 because it was the Mandarin, but what people thought was the Mandarin actually wasn't. Yeah. And that's kind of, like, how it was here. Mm-hmm. Beck wanted to be the hero, even though he was the villain, and he painted it like he was the hero. Yeah, for sure. Um, one of my favorite lines is, on the plane, Happy tells Peter, he's like, your friends are in trouble, you're all alone, your tech is missing, what are you going to do about it? Yeah. And in Iron Man 3, Happy's in a hospital, Pepper's been kidnapped, Rhodey's taken hostage in the Iron Man, in the war machine suit, mm-hmm. friends are in trouble. Um, he was stra- Tony was stranded in Tennessee. He's yeah. all alone. His tech's not working. His suit's gone down, his house has exploded, all of his tech is gone. Jarvis yeah. is trying to reboot the entire movie. He just has he has no tech. Yeah. So he has to rely on his brains alone to mm-hmm. do it. And that's basically what Peter was having to yeah, do. Yeah, I feel like that's also Happy's character remembering mm-hmm. that same thing happening to Tony. Um, and so just like yeah. bringing it back to uh, what's Spider-Man going to do with the same situation. Right. And I thought that was like the biggest parallel. But then also, I noticed this today when I was mm-hmm. watching it is... At the end of the last big fight, after Peter defeats the villain, he gives MJ a necklace. Yeah. The end of Iron Man yeah. 3, after all of it's said and done, mm-hmm. Tony gives Pepper a necklace. Yeah. Um, and then, kind of just a, a separate parallel to go with that is, Peter gave Happy the necklace to give to MJ. Yeah. Tony had, kept, had had Happy hold his engagement ring for Pepper yeah. for all those years. I just thought that was a cool little one to have yeah. Happy in it. And then also... Um, the villain blasts him into the water thinking that would kill him and get rid of him. Yeah. And that happened in both the last major fight scene in Spider-Man, Far mm-hmm. From Home, but that's yeah. also what happened in Iron Man 3 when the mansion blew up. Yeah. Because they saw Iron Man go in the water and didn't see him come out. Yeah. So like, oh, he's dead. And that's kind of what happened. So I just mm-hmm. saw so many parallels in this movie and I thought Iron Man 3 was amazing and I think that's kind of what also makes this one a favorite of mine because it's like following a lot of that same Mm -hmm. issues that worked so well in character development yeah for sure yeah totally you should definitely talk about the ending though like that end credit scenes end credit scene yes let's um do you want to talk about that, anything at all about that last big fight scene first? Right. I, there are so many things. So many things I you could talk about. say, first off, how did he not get shot by any of those drones? Because it's science fiction. <laughs> Maria Hill, even though it's not really Maria Hill, is a total boss. Oh, dude. She carried that giant, like, missile launcher yeah. up these, like, up this hatch and then climbs out herself and yeah. just is, like, so confident. It's like, I got him. Yep. Like, I'm like, I couldn't do that. Oh, no. I saw that. I'm like, go Maria Hill. Go Maria. Even though oh, it wasn't Maria. No. Still. I know. Go Colby Smolders. Go pseudo Maria. Col- go Colby Smolders. That's right. who it is. Um, what a woman. Amazing. Yeah. She's been in so much of it and has, like, no recognition. I know. What the heck? Yeah. She, no. uh, let's see, Avengers... Captain America, The Winter Soldier, Age of Ultron, technically Infinity War. Mm-hmm. I don't think she showed up at all in Endgame. And then, so Spider-Man Far From Home. But that's five. Yeah. Like, she's been in five of these movies. Yeah. And no recognition for her. I know. So. What a drag. Five seconds for Colby Smulders, everyone. Yeah. <laughs> uh... <laughs> Okay, so yeah, so this big fight sequence is just crazy. Yeah, there's so much going on. Mm-hmm. Um, there's so many, like, loose ends. Like, you got the people on the bus, on the bridge, in the kill zone. Then you've got um, the people running the drones and mm-hmm. running the shockwaves. And, um, there's so many moving parts. Working on the costume. She's just steaming it. Do you She's want me to like, keep steaming? Yes, keep steaming. I might, it could be shaking the hand of the queen. <laughs> oh my gosh. And then he's just chilling. Just voicing everything. It's yeah. so funny when they, like, feed him lines and stuff to say. Uh-huh. Um, but, yeah. And then... Well, so, know. going back to your question of, I think how he avoided getting shot was his spidey sense. Yeah. Or Peter Tingle was yeah. working. <laughs> <laughs> it 
It sounds so much cooler to say Spidey Sense, even though that's technically not canon at this point. Whatever. But it secretly is. It's the same thing. We know what we're talking about. Yeah, for sure. Um, Was probably a lot of that, Mm -hmm. of just him. Yeah. Yeah. Just avoiding all of it. The shot angles that they used. Insane. It was like five different points of view. Yeah. You know, like sometimes the camera would move with the drones and then it would move with Spider-Man and then it was like a third person point of view and it was so constantly moving, but so cool. Yeah. And then that whole scene where he's confronting uh, Mysterio. Well, even before we get to that, um, (laughs) there's two points that happen pretty simultaneously. He gets blasted out of the air and lands on the street, full Iron Man pose. Mm-hmm. And then, as soon as after that, he sees the concussion blaster. Yeah. And he grabs it. He, like, jerry-rigs it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and his pose he grabs because of this. He holds the sign as a shield yeah. and has a concussion blaster like the hammer. It's the exact stance as what Captain America did in Endgame. And if you yeah. listen, what I thought was really cool mm-hmm. is so Michael... Excuse me, this is going to be pronounced horribly. Michael Giacchino uh, is the one who composed it. He composed both the first and second Spider-Man. But in this one, throughout the entire movie, you can hear a mix of the Avengers theme Uh plus the Spider-Man theme, like, mixed together. Yeah. Especially during this fight. And and especially in those moments, you hear more of the Avengers theme Mm -hmm. than you do of just Spider-Man. Kind of alluding to that, like... He's taking up the mental mantle yeah. to be the, like the next big Avenger. Yeah, they've had such an influence on who mm-hmm. he is as a superhero. Yeah, because he has looked up to them since forever. Yeah, and so of course he would like take on some of those traits that they have. Right. So I just thought, even down to like he was like spinning the blaster, yeah. like Cap was doing to the hammer. Mm-hmm. I thought it was cool, like honoring the the big the big three of. Yeah. The original six was Thor, Captain America, and Iron Man. Yeah. And in, in, like, those two moments, he did all of it. Yeah. And I thought it was so cool. Um, and then, yeah, and that gets him to confronting Beck, which, when he, sh- when he, when, when he closes his eyes. Yeah. And, and shuts his, like, eye masks. Yeah. I, like, wanted to get up and cheer uh-huh. in, in the theater, because I was like, this is, I know exactly what this it. is. He's, He's yes, it. yes. Yeah. And I thought it was the coolest thing yeah, ever to watch. Absolutely. And then, yeah. That I, ending shot. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Of when Beck is trying to hand him the glasses. Yeah. And then out of nowhere, he grabs the gun. Oh. Yeah. It's so, so crazy. Um, I, I really, it was really painful to watch, um, to watch Peter watch Beck die. Because um, you gotta remember, like, he, he used, he, like, looked up to Beck. I uh, thought he was so cool, the fun uncle. For and, all of, like, two days. Yeah. But, like, still, like, this older superhero is, like, so encouraging mm-hmm. to you, so you're gonna, like, want to, like, want that affirmation from him. Yeah. Um, and it's gonna hold, like, uh, a higher kind of a place in his heart. I don't know what I'm trying to say, but um, so watching Beck die like that, I'm wondering if first off, like that's so much death for one like young kid to have to witness, um, mm-hmm. in such a traumatic way, and also like he also had to watch uh, Tony die. Um, I don't know. That just it was really hard for me to watch. Mm-hmm. I have a theory. Oh, boy. Uh, that Beck isn't dead. Oh, my gosh. That it was still part of an illusion. Uh-huh. Because if you watch the entirety of the movie, anytime Peter interacts with Edith in the glasses, and Edith talks, the glasses light up. Mm-hmm. After Beck quote unquote dies and he puts the glasses up and asks us if this is real and Edith says that there's no more illusions, the glasses don't light up at all. Okay. There's no indication that Edith is actually talking. Yeah. And that would, I can see that happening 
or like being a thing in the next movie, especially with the end credit scene, mm-hmm. uh, with him revealing who Peter is, which. Oh, that was the most stressful oh, end scene I have ever seen in my life. Ever. And then they brought back J.K. Simmons. I know. I saw that. I was like, it's Jonah. It's yeah. J. Jameson. I was, I was so, so excited. excited. Uh, only J.K. Simmons can play that role. Yeah. Well, that's what John Watts even said. He's like, if if he doesn't do it, yeah. then we're not doing that. Absolutely. It's not worth it. Yeah. What an icon. Mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. And then we get to that part. We see that, and we're all like, what? We have to wait so long well, then, for the next movie. Then we had the whole Sony and Marvel and Disney mishap. Yeah, that's we're like, true. we're not gonna get it. We're not gonna get this, this wrapped is the up. End. This is the end of it. We're not uh, gonna we're not gonna learn what happens. Yeah. And part of me still thinks it was a like marketing play. Oh really? Like a little part of me. Yeah. Because it happened so quickly afterwards. Mm-hmm. But I know like part of so part of like the original contract yeah. was I think this movie had to reach a billion in box office mm-hmm. for Marvel to be allowed to use it yeah. for like the next one and this movie did. Mm-hmm. It's the first Spider-Man movie to make over a billion dollars worldwide in box office. Wow. And I I remember like I had seen like on Instagram and stuff it was like people were posting um like, as, as it came out, people posted that fact of, like, part of the contract was it had to reach a billion in box office. And every day, people would give, like, updates of how much it was making. It's like, go see it again. Go see it again. Go see oh, it again. they're just rallying uh, around the Yeah, movie. we wanted... And then Sony can't, like, Magnificent. pulled it out. And yeah. it was that whole big deal. Yeah. Um, and then Tom Holland drunkenly called the... What, president of Marvel or something? Yeah, something or the, crazy yeah. like that. He was just just at a bar with his parents, and Definitely. he's, like, drunk when the guy calls <laughs> him. his parents, that's so yeah. funny. Uh, yeah, I remember that. Was that on Jimmy Fallon, where he told that story? I think Kimmel. Uh, one of the Jimmys. Because Disney, owned, so I've noticed, most of the time, when Marvel movies are being promoted, mm-hmm. they only, they most of the time only do Jimmy Kimmel. Because oh, that's yeah. with ABC. Yeah. And Disney sense. owns either all of or part of ABC. Uh-huh. So I've started to notice that makes sense. Yeah, for sure. So I think it was on Jimmy Kimmel mm-hmm. that he was saying that. Yeah. But anyway. Mm-hmm. I go to Kimmel for the interviews, and I go to Fallon for the games. That's true. Fallon does have some pretty good games. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that end scene just blew my mind. Crazy. And then we found out about the, the scrolls. And then we're like, <laughs> what? <laughs> it, it, uh, yeah, the script writers were so good. I know. So good. So many twists and turns. You're mm-hmm. like, yeah, I got mad at Fury because I'm like, you are being so mean to this traumatized 16-year-old. Yeah. He just wants to be the friendly neighborhood spider He just wants a chance to relax. And you're yeah. like yelling at him every chance you get. Yeah. And then it like shows that and like, oh, that makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> makes a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, such a good movie. Mm-hmm. Also, here's a little fun fact. Um, ben Parker is never mentioned. But his initials are on the suitcase. Uh-huh. I he's know. Never, he's never mentioned in Spider-Man Homecoming yeah. or Far From Home. The mm-hmm. only indication that something has happened was in the first one when Peter says... Like, I don't want May to know because, especially after this year, that's been really rough. Yeah. But that could mean anything. Yeah. Anything at all. Uh, between that and then the only thing to definitely indicate that there was a Ben Parker was his suitcase of yeah. BFP. I thought, I'm so like, crazy. that's a cool way to acknowledge that backstory. Yeah. But still keep up with the idea of Tony Stark playing that role yeah. in his life. Mm-hmm. I think I got through all my arguments. Cool. Mm-hmm. Other than just acknowledging that the stunt work oh my for this movie was phenomenal. Yeah. It's one of the reasons I loved it. Again, like, I went and saw this, like, four times in theaters. Yeah. One of them, I went and saw it. It was doing, like, the uh, the um, expanded view. Oh, yeah. Where it was showing mm-hmm. it, like, on three of the four walls. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. In those I moments, nauseous. it was so cool seeing, like, you, like it just completely surrounding you. Yeah. It was the coolest thing ever. That's like, amazing. the water fight, mm-hmm. him jumping over the poles, yeah. um, him getting blasted with the water. Mm-hmm. That's just, 
that one is amusing to me now because, like, hearing the stories behind when they were filming it, like, they yeah. had to film it, they filmed it in the morning, the water wasn't ever heated up, so it was, like, ice cold, <gasps> and when they were doing that blast, when he gets blasted and hits the back of the, yeah. the, uh, the guardrail or whatever, yeah. the first time they did it, the tech in charge of letting the water go was late, <gasps> And so oh, no. Tom was telling the story of he's like, yeah, like I got jerked back and then we we're kind of waiting and all of a sudden you hear a, in the background like, a, sorry. And then all of a sudden the water just blasts. And so they had to redo <laughs> it. Yeah. <laughs> sorry. It's like they had to redo it, but it was like ice cold, oh like early in the morning. Yeah. But like knowing that and like I can just, every time I see it, I just hear that little, sorry. Yeah. Aww. <laughs> Um, what else can you say? Yes. The, yeah, and then I watched a video of, like, them filming Peter jumping out of the bus, mm. and, like, it just, it's cool just how yeah. they do things. Um, Tom Holland is such an excellent um, oh, yeah. stuntman himself. Like, mm-hmm. he was a dancer on Broadway for so many years, mm-hmm. um, and he's just really... He did gymnastics, like, that. yeah. I know. Yes. He's the, the perfect Spider-Man. I will die on that Stan Lee, Stan Lee agreed. Mm-hmm. He said in an interview, or, or, like, I read it in an article or something, that, like, even Stan Lee was, like, watching one of the clips of him being Spider-Man. It was like, this is how I envisioned Spider-Man yeah. to be. Okay, did Stan Lee ever make a cameo in Far From Home? They didn't even find... He passed away right as filming wrapped. Uh, and so at that point... He was even too, like, his health was so declined, yeah. he couldn't even That's make so it. So, yeah, so this is, that was what I was going to say next was this is yeah. the first Marvel movie without a Stanley cameo in it. Yeah, because I was watching the movie, and after it ended, I was like, I saw, like, yep. the in memory of Stanley, mm-hmm. and uh, I was like, I don't remember even seeing him in the movie now that you He's not. It. He's not. So sad. Also, do you want to know another sad thing? And then we'll wrap this up. Sure. (laughs) Is Kevin Feige said that this movie is called Far From Home because Peter is far from Tony because Tony's passed away and he considered Tony home. (laughs) My heart. (laughs) So. Uh, I thought this was a great way to wrap up Phase 3, though. Yeah. Like, at the end of Endgame, I I just couldn't handle it. It was so, like, I just couldn't get over it. Yeah. And then I watched Far From Home, and I was like, I, I honestly got a lot of closure from this. Yeah. No, yeah. They wrapped it up really well, mm-hmm. but with just enough suspense to, like, keep us motivated to keep watching. Honestly, it wasn't the like best part, the door was closed. The best part is we would have been good mm-hmm. without the end credit scenes. Yeah. Like, that would have been, like, the perfect way to just completely wrap it up. Yeah. Happy endings for everyone. Yeah. But and we- then they threw that in there, and they're like... We gotta find out what's next. Yeah. It just helped um, keep anticipation on. I would die if I gotta be on, like, the second... If I gotta, like, be in the second unit mm-hmm. and just watch them film stuff. Yeah. For anyone curious, the second unit is the unit that they film all of the stunts and action scenes. So, like, when the water monster came and Betty and Ned are in the canoe or the gondola or whatever it is and it comes rushing onto the sidewalk for them to get out of it, they filmed that in the second unit because that was more of an action sequence than it was dialogue mm-hmm. and characters. So, yeah. The more you know, ladies and gentlemen. Mm-hmm. I would love to be on the second unit for a Marvel movie. I'd love to be a fly on the wall, just in general. I just want to watch... I love stunts, and I specifically love the hand-to-hand fighting yeah. scenes, which is why I love, which is the reason that I enjoy watching The Winter Soldier, because it has so many glorious, yeah. so many glorious hand-to-hand combat scenes. Yeah. Um, they're choreographed so well. Yeah. I love, I love when the actors will, like, post, like, back from, like, back when I was rehearsing this scene for this movie, and it's, like, just all these hand-to-hand like mm-hmm. choreograph like practice runs I'm like oh it's amazing yeah I love it so so cool so yeah so that's a right. uh, Spider-Man Far From Home everyone thanks for listening yeah thanks for coming Rachel uh-huh thanks for having me 
That's it for this week, guys. Thanks for listening. And if you have any movie facts or questions you want to add, send us an email at moviesandmochas20 at gmail.com. Or if you have any movie suggestions you want to add to our list, let us know what you want us to talk about. You can also find us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Just look for the Movies and Mochas podcast. Have a great day, guys.